Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. It is not Create Expectations, which I had just about announced, but... (laughs) (laughs) Or or Zareth prevails. (laughs) You need to shut your mouth about that. (laughs) Rude. Rude. you know what you you always you always like try to jinx me you're, you're always like i i always i know you're gonna just say you're one of your other shows when, when you announce it and and i'm like i think i've only done that one time and you're like laughing like it's this huge victory i've never said it out loud that i expect you to say them oh you've said it many times out loud you just <laughs> didn't register that apparently no i, I remember this because i heard it you don't remember this. Stop trying to Jedi mind trick yourself out of this, Sarah. Uh, you're no, you're no Jedi. I was, I was just more making a joke about your memory, but what were you joking about? <laughs> okay. Uh. <clears throat> So oh, today, uh, oh, I, we didn't really even, so should we talk about Bad Batch today and? All right, um, I guess we didn't decide what we were going to do. That's why I said we didn't talk about it. Oh. But I was I was hoping we hadn't actually talked about it because you're right, I have a bad memory. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, very possible that we actually did talk about that. And I just don't remember. We can figure it out. <clears throat> um. Maybe we'll talk about it, and we'll talk about The Last of Us and some news. Okay, uh, so news. Uh, there's some good news and some indifferent news. What What's the indifferent news? Um, apparently, you decided to write this down. I wasn't even. I was just like exclaiming on it, but um, oh. I noticed. I noticed a, an article or a thing that said. Um, that they just announced that Toy Story 5, Frozen 3, Zootopia 2 were all uh, coming out. And that is probably the last we'll talk about those ever on this show at any point. But Fair. But uh, it is an impressive amount of... I don't know. That That's a... Yeah. I, I'm, I hope they're good. I get... I, did you watch all the Toy Stories? Have you seen, are you up to date on them? I have. I have watched all of them. I've mm. watched all the Frozens. I've watched Zootopia. Yeah, I, I, I've watched enough Zootopia to really cover my base, like to be able to make up for never watching any more than just the first Toy Story. You've never watched more than the first Toy, Toy Story? I can't even say I, it without. I can, like... at, I can at least I can pronounce Toy Story. <laughs> I can't okay. even like get through the sentence with what? 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 Who cares? There's a snake in my boot. Okay, get over it. Who hurt you? I don't know. Maybe it was Tom Hanks. Man. I don't even know what to think right now. Well, that's fine. What? Why why can't I just not have seen them? That's fine. It's fine. Okay. Everything's fine here. Situation normal. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, 
I guess stop. I guess you're not watching stop. Toy Story Five. I, I might catch up at some point. My my boys might might end up wanting to watch. I, like I I don't mind watching those kids movies. It's just I, it's not something that I've really been that interested in. I, I don't know. Like I always thought that like Buzz Lightyear is so full of shit, and it just annoyed me the whole time. And then he ended up like, you know. Like he, he has some character development, but I can never get past how annoying he was at the start. So I never yeah. liked it. I like just watched Toy Story a couple months ago. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, it's good enough. Um, <laughs> I, I have watched the other. I've watched Frozen, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zootopia, that's that's where the money's at. My my boys love that one. Zootopia I, I really is, like it too. Is very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, the those are coming out. Uh, just an impressive lo- loyalty to those franchises, I suppose. Um, the Jedi Survivor from from Jedi Fallen Order, like the sequel to that, mm-hmm. the video game is being pushed back to April. Um, because uh, EA is struggling with money things. Um, that's why they're pushing it back. Uh, I, I don't know for like so that they did have uh they, they actually shut down a couple of their bigger mobile games because mm-hmm. they had lost a ton of profit on them and even though galaxy of heroes did well and they said that in their quarterly you know report or whatever it was uh like galaxy of heroes continues to be good like they're they're they they had a, a pretty dramatic uh loss is like 10 percent uh like total profits reduced or something like that. So, Yikes. um, and one of their mitigating things was they were going to push Jedi survivor back mm-hmm. a little bit, apparently as part of that. I, I don't know what strategic like, concern they had over it or like what, what, what that was part of, but that's, um, that's they were linked somehow. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so I guess the one that's a little bit more exciting for me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just uh, I think my, my littlest boy, he's five now, it's so sad um, for me. Oh, man. Uh, it's so tragic. I'm just like, don't ever leave this house. You can just stay here and be a pathetic 40-year-old in my basement. I don't care. <laughs> just don't leave me. <laughs> um, I'll feel differently when he's 40. But It's true. Uh, the, so the young young Jedis show mm-hmm. is uh gonna it's being released earlier than i thought i guess uh, it's being released on may 4th so we get mm-hmm. one worthless show with visions and one potentially worthless show with the the young jedi yeah i, I mean it looks like it's gonna be pretty it's definitely aimed at kids like 100 percent looks that way but it looks like it'll be pretty cute maybe yeah well, yeah it's like bad batch my like it's kind of aimed a little bit at kids too i guess but, mm-hmm. but like you can make the argument that it's not going to be like that. It's just kids. Like, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel at a, ever at any point foolish or silly watching bad batch on my own, for instance, you know, right. like it's, it's like, Oh yeah, this is cool. This is something, you know, that's, that's okay for my age to watch. Yeah. I guess other adults feel differently, but uh, you know, that's bad batch, wrong. right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why God invented wrong people. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but, um, <laughs> but this, uh, no, the young Jedi adventures is what it's called. It's, uh, it looks cute. Mm-hmm. And 
What I think is cool, so in Bad Batch, they just had a a couple episodes with, uh, I I don't want to do spoilers, but with a character Mm -hmm. of a certain species, and that character of that certain species is um, also represented in this Young Jedi Mm -hmm. uh, show, Young Jedi Adventures, and so it, it just made me think of like, oh, like maybe that was strategic on their end, actually. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm assuming that they all kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like co-mingle, but. Collaborate, maybe? Yeah, yeah, collaborate. That's that's the one. Well, you got the co part, right? Yeah, thanks. I probably shared a couple same letters as well. Sure. There's an L in there. Right, just not much more, but um, <laughs> it, it, it certainly had some. And uh, yeah, this, this show looks a little cutesy a little i don't know yoda looks like creepy as hell he does but... but the other ones look cute yeah and i'm guessing the show will be mostly about them i bet that yoda will just be like you know <laughs> go go forth and you know talk to so-and-so he'll he'll be there just every once in a while help master assist master so-and-so with this task <laughs> you will and it's just about the young Jedi. And then they go around. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it might be fun. It might be just awful. But I love that they, they're making a... It looks it looks not... At the very least, like the graphics look nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it, I like that they're making stuff for that that age of, age range of kids. And I wouldn't have cared as much, except I have kids that age range. Well, one of them. I, I think my older probably won't be as interested, but... Mm-hmm. He might too. He's you never know. Um, Maybe he'll surprise it's, you. It's Star Wars. They they love Star Wars, man. It's it's uh, it's pure joy. You know, I wake up in the morning and if it's a if it's screen morning, which is you know like weekend mornings basically, mm-hmm. um, but they they get to do screenery is what we call it, um, and. It's just, a, it's fun. I get, I'll go out. I wake up and I come out to the sound of lightsabers whirring and it's, uh, they're playing like the Jedi Lego game, the Star Wars <laughs> Lego game and stuff. So oh, anyways, we don't need to talk about that further, but um, yeah. Yeah. Good news stuff, I guess. Yeah. The only... Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the only other thing uh, that I saw, and it's more, it's not like newsy newsy, but more of like a PSA type thing. The next episode of The Last of mm. Us is airing on. I was about to say that. Yeah, it's airing on Friday. So, yeah. The 10th. Couple days early. Couple days early. Uh, so it doesn't have... have to compete. Yep, exactly. With the Super Bowl. Sorry, I'm just, I'm like, I want to, <laughs> I want to prove that I know what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like that's smart. I mean, I probably would have watched it instead of the Super Bowl, but yeah, I mean, I I'm streaming that that time. Yeah, Anyways, that's true. Like, that is true. So, so I just don't. I end up watching it on like Tuesdays when I have time to watch it. So it's uh, it's really it's like a cow's opinion. It's moo. It's moo. But it it is uh yeah. It's been it's been a pleasant I don't know surprise I, I I'm not that surprised that I enjoy it but mm-hmm. what I'm surprised about is uh, that it's 
I don't know. It's been it's a little bit a lot more jo- enjoyable in different ways than I had admit than I had imagined. Yeah. And I mean the fact that the fact that my wife can actually watch it with me, mm-hmm. despite her hating that sort of thing typically, like horror kind of genre stuff. Like I don't like it. She like abhors it. Right. And she's all she's always like referencing it now, and she likes it a lot. So because it's not too intense. They made it approachable. <laughs> yeah, like that's it, cool. Like I, that. I mean, uh, every show should. I don't know. Like I, I guess there's there's certain there's a certain amount of value to a show being able to be pretty extreme and really catering to its specific audience, but. I feel like a lot of shows could really benefit from like just kind of softening the edges just a little bit mm-hmm. to let more people access it, access it. Mm-hmm. Well, and they do it really well because, and I said this when a couple of people had an, a couple of, of people that I, I was talking to about the show were like, Oh, it's another zombie show. And I was like, it's not a zombie show. Like it's about society and humanity. And I think that's what makes it more approachable than just having like, you know, your stereotypical, I don't want to call them zombies because they're not zombies, but like that kind of stereotypical thing mm-hmm. happening and jump scaring you and like being gory and whatever. Yeah, they don't do that. Yeah. It's a total diff- It's a It's a nice refreshing angle. Oh, it is. I... I really like this last episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess um, here we'll we'll put up the spoiler wall now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so we'll be discussing. I, I guess this first, and then if we have time, bad batch. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we'll be discussing the uh, the Last of Us now. Um, uh, up up through episode four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so this last episode didn't have any zombies at all. Like they, there was yeah. kind of a hint at them, and of course they mentioned them and stuff because that's like a, an everyday factor for their lives. Like it would be be weird if they didn't. But right, um, the, in a way, I feel like they're kind of they've kind of moved past. Like they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's a dangerous world with zombies, and you know, there'll be elements here, but but the real threats are still ahead. Like the hu- humanity is its own exactly problem. Exactly. Yeah, and I thought it was it was so refreshing that this one, like you said, didn't have them in it at all. It was all about you. You still have that lingering there. That knowledge is still there. That they have to be extra cautious because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is entirely about other humans and how you survive. You know, in this new era in this new world so to speak yeah yeah so what did you think of the episode overall then since it like it was it was the first one without any infected in it yeah so so this is a this is a mark of how how much i've been enjoying it i uh i looked at the 50 minute t- tag on it or whatever mm-hmm. time and, and i was like oh like bummer why isn't I... it like a full like why isn't it an hour or more damn it all i actually had that reaction too like when you when you hit play like on the stream or whatever and the little the little uh, like timer or whatever bar comes up at the top mm-hmm. or at the bottom sorry uh, i was like oh it's a shorter one 
Yeah, yeah, and it, it's kind of nice to feel like, oh, I've I've been enjoying it enough to, I'm like, yeah, give us, give me a two hour, I watch, I watch a, a movie's worth of it tonight. I don't care, like, right, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy the whole thing. And um, so I mean, that was, it, it's just nice to notice that kind of thing because it's like you could tell yourself that you like a thing, you could tell yourself, you could convince yourself, and you might believe it, uh, but but you don't have those little like indicators there necessarily right. of of that being like the uh, you know but but it's like well yeah I, i'm pretty sure like this this is this is true i i do enjoy it mm-hmm. um so uh one of the things that I, I don't know if it'll just be an ongoing gag or not but they there was there were a couple more scenes that were very reminiscent of him and uh like pedro pascal the mandalorian as the mandalorian and her as grogu right like he has that that moment where he's like, "Go to sleep," yeah, to her, and uh, you know it just uh, I, I linked you to that song, right? The, mm-hmm. the "Go to Sleep," my little green friend. Like yeah. it's you know, <laughs> and me and my boys listen to that for our nine night song every once in a while too. So I don't. know. It was just like it. It, it strikes so many of the same vibes of like, you know. A, a dad who's not he's not actually the dad but he becomes the dad and feels protective about this younger kid who's all into him and really wants to seeks his approval and you know his relies on him but is also helpful to him mm-hmm. i mean it, it just it also like that that moment where she sneaks up and shoots the guy you know off of him yeah. and it, it, it just it was like every once in a while grogu does that for mandalorian yeah as well like mando's like no i'm the one who's fighting and grogu's like ah, i can use the force and just you know yeah just knock him out or something totally just just save you here and we'll carry on our way yeah like it it just it it's fun because i'm all hyped up for the mandalorian season which mm-hmm. is actually coming up here pretty soon yeah but but like this is just not that I really see him as the same thing. It is pretty different, but it, I mean, Mandalorian lives in a kind of dystopian universe, anyways. True. Frankly, like the people he hangs out with, they're all dysfunctional and crazy, and you know, it's a it's a whole mess. Society is a mess in both places, and he's an unlikely father figure in both. <laughs> so and it's uh... it's fun. It's fun, you know. And I like Pedro Pascal. Like he's got. He did. He hosted Saturday Night Live recently, and I've I've been like, wow, these are like the first Saturday Night Live skits that I've enjoyed recently. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I'm like, oh, that was a waste of my time. Give me my money back. <laughs> no, he's doing a really good job. So, yeah, yeah. I had I didn't really have any. I don't think I have any complaints when I'm watching it. I'm just like, cool episodes over already uh, okay i guess i'll wait a week and and that's also can i just say like as shows because like obviously you have shows that sometimes they just release the whole season or they'll release half the season or how however much mm-hmm. at once and then shows like this where it is streaming but like they're releasing it one week at a time um and i feel like it's a really good mark when You've got a show that you can't, like, I can't wait to watch it. It's not a show where I'm like, oh, it aired like four days ago and I'll watch, I'll watch it when I get around to it. Uh, 
and hopefully I don't fall too far behind kind of thing. Like it's, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch it as soon as I can. Yeah, this this one is always, I'm always just like, oh. It's just a mark of how busy I am, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I really, I wanted to, I wanted to get that Harry Potter game tonight, actually. And I'm like, I don't know what time I thought I had tonight, but I, I wanted to play it. And I, I just don't have time for anything that's not scheduled for me at this point. But uh, I, I consistently on Sundays, I'm like, man, if, okay, if I could get my stream done early enough, and then I gotta, I gotta like record a video. But then if I have enough time, if I can meet my certain time deadline, then I'm definitely gonna watch it early, and then I'll rewatch it. Right. And then I never have time, and it's always disappointing. But none of the other shows that we've been watching, I've never been like, "Ooh, maybe I'll watch it early." Like well, I'll, I'm usually just like, oh, "I'll just wait." Right. Exactly. But that's like a good like yeah you're busy but that's a good mark that even though you're busy you're like oh maybe I can try and squeeze it in, and then yeah. it sounds like you kind of get a little disappointed when you can't. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 been fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it it's fun to see. Uh, you know, you you know, I, I've always really liked dad jokes and just like the kind of cheesy, yeah. you know, clever, like witticism kind of nonsense. I, I've I've always liked that stuff, and <clears throat> I, I like that she's been just reading jokes from a joke book. You know, just mm -hmm. some random thing. Um, it's it's also kind of cool because when you th when you think about it, like she was born in this like already post apocalyptic world um so there are so many things that she has never known um that you don't even think about like like when they got in that car uh the when they got in the truck the first time mm -hmm. and he was like put your seatbelt on and she just stared blankly at him and i was like that's actually genius because of course she doesn't know what a seatbelt is she's never been in a car like <laughs> There's just these little things that I'm like, it's so smart the way the way it's handled. Yeah, I I like I like those those kind of, you know, and she's you know they draw attention to it a few other times too of mm -hmm. like, hey, shut up! I've I've this is only my second day in ever in my car. Right. You know, I I don't know how to read a map. What are you kidding me? Like I don't I don't know what interstates are. I don't know. Uh, and yeah. well, I also feel like that is really relatable too because. I think now, like, I, I grew up and I was reading maps when I was a kid. But I think now, not many kids are. Like, you're you're reading it off of your, like, Google Maps off your phone, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and I, I kind of chuckled at it a little bit because that one in particular, I felt like could really relate to a lot of people now. Because there are a lot of people that just don't know how to read a map. Yeah, I think you're right. But it's just, uh, they have a good way of, of working in those, they're like little humorous moments. They are. Uh, it, it's, um, it's good. Yeah. I, I like, I like how they've been, they've, they've just been, um, yeah, they've been, they've been doing a good job, I guess, just of, uh. 
I don't know. That that like I like the way they're building their relationship, I guess is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And I I I mean it's so satisfying, even though it's it's almost I don't know, I don't want to say cliche. Like it's it's like expected though, right? Of you know, he's he's gonna soften up toward her. Right. Like how how boring would the show be if he was just tough and impervious to her at, at every turn like it, it would just it would get it it would get old it's right. just like dude like she's putting forth the effort you're not you're just being a jackass like knock it off you know uh he doesn't want her to get past his guards because he knows that he's opening himself up for potential pain in the future mm-hmm. and i can totally get that I, there's there's a lot of things in my life that have kind of uh helped me to understand that on on like a on a much uh deeper level and so i I get that at the same time uh, like why watch the show if he just never opens up right and like that's as much as part of the story as you know seeing how humanity interacts now in this new world that that's a, a part of it but also his relationship with her is a huge part of this story and getting to watch that build is, is very important. I think. Oh, I think, I think so. Well, and it, it kind of shows it like under underscores, like, okay, what's important. Is it just like zombie slaying, like really right. cool, epic choreographed fight scenes or, or like frightening people or, you know, is it like epic, you know, like depictions of the new, you know, dystopian society and universe, or is it just, uh, you know, is it character driven? Is it mm-hmm. is it going to be like how how do people interact with each other? And uh, yeah, I I just keep being impressed by Pedro Pascal's acting. Like I keep thinking he's wasted behind his Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> he is, unfortunately. Yeah, I- I mean, he kind of, he kind of, it feels like he is gen- genuinely. Like, I think there are actually scenes in Mandalorian that mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, I was, actually wasn't in that scene." Like, cause right. they could just have a different actor in there as long as they're a similar body type or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's even got the armor to kind of like, you could, you could, you know, you couldn't have me in there because I'm way taller or something. But, but you know, like someone, someone of about the same size, why not? You know? Yeah. Uh it's, yeah, so it's uh but but he he does a good job of just uh I don't know, playing playing the character that he is, I guess. Right. Um so what did you think of in this episode? So that they they are on their way mm-hmm. across the country. Uh and what did you think of the hunters? So like they're in this they're in Kansas City. And they mm-hmm. get get trapped. Uh, so first, I thought it was fun that it was in everything was they, they admitted in the the end of the show thing um, uh, about uh, you know everything. It's filmed in Calgary. Yeah, like you had said, you you had said that. Um, so I I would, thought I'd acknowledge that. Um, not not that I like opposed you or on it or whatever, but I was like, oh, it is fil- all filmed in Canada. That's cool. Um, Oh, first off, let, let me ask you this because mm-hmm. I, what I've heard, and I, I just don't, I, I've, you know, I've, I've traveled to other places, uh, and, and everything, 
you know, to some degree, but I'm not super well-traveled outside of the States. And the times that I have been mm -hmm. well-traveled in other nations, it's like, well, I, I know certain segments of Iraq really well, you right. know, like I, I know like in, in Iraq is not a good gauge for, but I've heard Canadians say things like the American interstate system is so amazing. And uh, do you, do you guys have an interstate system? Like, I'm, I'm just curious, like what's, what's the interstate situation in in Canada, like with the, you but, know, like when you say interstate, do you mean like, like interstate highway? Yeah. Like interstate yeah. highways. Like, do you guys have, I'm just like, I'm, I'm obviously I'm just demonstrating my ignorance. I'm just curious. I, I actually found myself thinking that though, because specifically because it's filmed in Canada mm -hmm. and yet they're showing them driving on the interstate. And I've heard a lot of people in Canada talking in a way that's like, well, they don't really like we don't really have an interstate the way at least the way the United States does. So I'm just curious what your perspective on it is. We have um like a Trans Canada Highway, which is is one highway that runs obviously across all of Canada. Um and then you've got your own highways within the provinces. So a lot of the time when you're driving like across Canada, you're on that trans Canada highway or like side roads. And then you get on highways in the provinces and then drive through them and get off and get on other ones. So like the highways that are in Ontario won't necessarily be in Calgary in Alberta. Um, mm, but, okay. but I, I could still get there. I would just have to maneuver my way around it, it might be a little more difficult yeah yeah it would it's still it's... i think it's like a from toronto to calgary if i'm remembering correctly if you don't stop it's like a 19 hour drive or something and you can you can do it and that, but that would all be on the the big the trans canada yeah highway. but the trans canada highway does not look like an interstate highway like there are parts of it that is it looks like a back road almost. Okay. All right. So it, it does sound like maybe the United States is a bigger, like, I, and I've heard the United States in its current form, like whenever, if we had to like begin construction on something like that, we couldn't have done that. So it was more just like, a, it was like, it, it's almost just like this, this uh, cool historical thing that allowed us to build this system. And now it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, thank goodness that that actually happened. Cause now we can't, cause we suck things but um I, I was just interested to hear what the so thank you for that that context um yeah okay so so they get to well it was fun because my wife actually has spent some time um in that city actually in calgary oh sorry in st louis oh yeah mm -hmm. uh so I mean, she she wouldn't know it enough to. I was just like, oh, do you know this? Like, what what's uh you know? And she's like, well, I've I've she spent more time. Like, she was like more of a kid when she went. Like, she had relatives there. She, I think still does. But um, I don't know. It's it's fun because you know I I'm from Wyoming and I'm excited to see what they're they they're mm -hmm. talking. They listed off cal they they listed off a bunch of Wyoming city names actually. Yeah, and like like Laramie was the was the town that I got my master's degree in. Oh, instance. really? Yeah, that's kind of cool. 
yeah it was fun like like you know and she they couldn't say Cheyenne Cheyenne mm-hmm. is the place I got my first what I call my first grown-up job yeah uh you know like while I was going to grad school I also got a got a job at Cheyenne because it's like a 50 minute drive from in Wyoming that's you know it's it's not too far of a commute for between cities so mm-hmm. oh anyways it was it was just fun to see or to hear about the Wyoming stuff, but then also to see, you know, it's like a, a an area of the world that me and, you know, my wife both kind of know that area. So mm-hmm. it's fun. And you can see how they're going. Well, they, they haven't gotten there yet, but you're going to see how they bring it to, to the screen. Yeah, well, and, and I don't feel like they need to, you know, like have it be completely geographically accurate or whatever. I just I'm I'm curious on what their take of how how is Calgary going to demonstrate what Wyoming is, right? Wyoming's essence. I'm just interested to see. Hmm. Okay. I'm curious what you'll think. I think I think Calgary might be able to pull it off. I'm sure that there will be some things that I'm like, ah, oh, that's that is so wrong, mm-hmm. but but only a local would notice or right. something. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because no shows ever go to Wyoming. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, there's like less than half. There's like half a million people in the whole state, and it's it's like the eighth biggest state of the fifty. Mm-hmm. Like geographically. Yeah, yeah. geographically, it, it's huge. And it's the least populated by far. Man. Very silly. So anyways, uh, enough about that. I, mm-hmm. What did you think? What, what were, what were your thoughts? Especially they, they, uh, they, they went for a long, they drove for a long time. Yeah. And like encountered no one, which like, well, the walking dead was cer- certainly not like that. It's like, you can't travel anywhere in the walking dead. Mm-hmm. It felt like. Anytime you go through any level of population center, it was like, oh, you, you can't go there because zombies, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they didn't really show anyone. And then I think it also, I think it's one, they, they just didn't show like any infected really. Um, but I think a lot of the people are just in quarantine zones here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have people who aren't but i don't think you're going to encounter them on main roads yeah well so so one thing that's really struck me in this show is the lack like everyone just wants to go in their fort and then just hole up there like they don't want to go out like the the episode before this with Mm -hmm. uh bill i always want to say bill and ted but bill and frank (laughs) and like they get bothered in like the whole arc is what 20 years or something mm-hmm. and they get bothered one time by raiders and right. otherwise like no one ever ever messes with them mm-hmm. like it is just totally isolated completely and i guess there's there might be a little bit of like some people they might they might encounter a couple people but for the most part not really mm-hmm. um like they made one friend or two friends i guess Joel and Tess right and that was it. Like no one ever messed with them. And and then once again, while well, they're driving through, and he's just like in some random parking lot, and he just finds a bunch of cars that he can take the gas out of mm-hmm. after twenty years. Right, because it's just sitting there. It's it's been sitting there for twenty years with gas, and no one else has come through and siphoned it out. Mm-hmm. I think, um, 
part of it is that a lot of people are, I don't want to say content, but probably are more accepting or um, mm-hmm. more willing to stay in the quarantine zones and follow Fedra and just kind of follow like this is what your life is now. And at least in a quarantine zone, I'm safe versus going out and traveling and having to deal with uh, infected or raiders or hunters or like whoever is on the road and it's some people might just be like it's the lesser of two evils to so just stay put where we are I mean, frankly i probably would too i doubt that i'd be that adventurous right you know i i just it, it's different it's a different feel than the way Walking Dead feels, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, which is my like the biggest parallel, even though we're saying like it's not really a zombie show. It's still the zombie show. Right. On, on a lot of important. And, and that's and that's like that's the show, too, that like you would compare it to. Oh, yeah, it's by far the biggest, you know, and the one that I I personally have experienced the most. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it, it just it feels different in that regard. Um not in a bad way it's just you know they go to a gas station and there's still stuff to loot right because because everyone is just like all right we have our cities we're not leaving like we're for we're holed up here we have, we're self-sufficient and the whole rest of the world can just go to hell i guess yeah i feel like it part of me is like it's a little unrealistic that there would still be stuff left to loot you know um or like gas and cars for example or or whatever but then the other part of me is like, well, if you just quarantined up right away, like if the government, right. if the government moved in that quickly, like it looked like they did, especially like in the, in the premiere where you have the, the government soldiers killing people and. Right. Just slaughtering people. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're clearly moving in quickly. They're bombing cities like all that kind of stuff, you're going to get those quarantine zones up quickly. So maybe people aren't going to necessarily make it to go and and loot gas stations or convenience stores or whatever's left. And if there is anybody left in those areas that aren't in quarantine zones and are able to do that, I would think that at the beginning, because... I would think that when, when something like this starts, the the longer you've been in it, the more skills you've kind of honed, right? Like the more survival skills you've gotten, you know, like, like Joel knows to be quiet when they are in an area where there's clickers, right? And um, Ellie didn't know that. And he's like trying to teach her not, not to make a sound. And... <clears throat> Earlier on, when this is first starting, you're not going to know those kinds of things. You're not going to have those survival skills necessarily right away. So if you're caught in like the middle of, say, two quarantine zones and you're trying to get from one to the other, and maybe there is a convenience store you can go loot, what is the likelihood of you successfully looting it versus getting attacked by infected? In which case, the infected don't care that the grocery store is full of candy bars still or whatever. Chef Boyardee, yeah. Yeah, right? They're going to leave it, and it will still sit there. And you just become one of them. Or you die. 
No, I mean, it, it makes some sense. I mean, they show in episode three, you know, them rounding up, like, all of the old, like, the little village people, you know, like, the people yeah. from all, all the rural, rural communities, and then they just, like, they don't have room, they just slaughter them. Yeah. So they're not liabilities. So, I mean, I, I can I can get behind that on some levels, not get behind, like, a, like slaughtering people, but just, I can understand what, you know, how how it gets to be that way. It's just a different shape. In The Walking Dead, at least the parts that I watched, I don't know if there eventually forms like a bigger, like wider government, but there there isn't. Like, a, like government is gone. It's just right. groups of people. Right. You you are your own law kind of thing. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. see people and you're like, don't trust them. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's really the way it is with, you know, Joel sees that guy yeah. in St. Louis and he's like, you know, she's like, are we going to help that guy? And he's like, no. No, put your seatbelt on. Yeah. Because he, I, and and that goes back to like being around it long enough and knowing what's going on. Like he knows what the guy is mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. I mean, it led to that really interesting thing of she's like, did you hurt innocent people? And he just pauses and doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's sad. But at the same time, you're like, oh man. He's like, we did what we had to kind of thing. Yeah. But I also think that it paints him in this very realistic light. Like, he's not a savior. He's not evil. Right. He's a very gray character. Yeah, he's a pragmatist. Mm-hmm. You know? He needs he needs to do what he needs to do. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so they're, they're in this town and whatever it's basically it's a town full of hunters like they've overthrown the government here they've overthrown fedra and taken over is that is that what the game calls them hunters hunters um and uh i believe her name was kathleen right Mm -hmm. she's not in the game this was a character created for the show oh yeah i could see that um well in, in the after show they were talking about how uh, you know, first off, there, it it's supposed to be in Pittsburgh. It's set in Pittsburgh yes. in the game, mm-hmm. and so that they moved, they they thought that they could represent St. Louis a little bit better, mm-hmm. and so they did that. And then he was like, "But in the game, these people are just uh, they're they're just impediments. They're just people you have to get through, yeah. kind of like that." And he, they're like, "So our goal was to how can we humanize them?" Right. Which was, I think, smart because in the game, you're just, and, and this is also pretty close to like the, I've, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure this is pretty close to like the halfway mark of the game. Um, oh, already? Okay. Like, give or take, maybe a little bit beforehand. Um, but yeah, it's exactly that. You, you're just trying to get through them and survive in the game. And they're not really humanized because you're just making your way through as quickly as possible trying to survive mm-hmm. um so i think that was smart to to do it that way yeah i i liked uh i mean any any time that they can actually put a I, I i've never no i shouldn't say never you know there, every thing has a time and place but you know more and more i i've I think that this is just what they're trying to do anyways in a lot of in a lot of shows is I like that they're making more complex bad guys where right. you're like, oh, 
yeah, you know what? I could actually see myself as like part of that group. And, you know, if life had kind of taken a different turn and like, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, or you're like, I could you know. see how they got here. At the very least, yeah, you can actually see, you know. Uh, it's and I, I like that i like that little extra complication and kathleen is you know she's like wavering about killing that guy in cold blood mm -hmm. and then she they see the corpses and she just goes back and just caps him just kills kills that old man you mm -hmm. know she that that actress did a really good job i think with her yeah she seemed conflicted and yet determined right exactly um she's not who you would stereotypically put in like a leadership post-apocalyptic survivalist whatever you want to call it area like she's not the biggest and baddest and meanest person she's she looks like somebody who is probably pretty smart and knows how to organize people sure or knows how to like if you're if you're gonna be i would think the leader of a group of people who are gonna overthrow a government organization in your quarantine mm -hmm. zone you, you gotta be pretty smart to do it and you gotta be pretty good with people to organize them probably pretty competent yeah mm -hmm. i think uh, like she kind of annoyed me in the sense that you know that's like they they found something that we're no, we don't know what that is like we you kind of assume that it they they find some like thing that the that the dead you know the or the you know the zombies are are gonna be coming through or whatever mm -hmm. like you find some and she's like no we, we won't tell them yet like she you know she's clearly got her own agenda yeah and, and that. I don't know. I'm like, uh, I wouldn't want that person to be my leader. Like that that military guy who's hanging out with her, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, really? We're not going to tell people? Like, I, I think I'd just be like, yeah, okay, Kathleen, sure. And i go tell people. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I wouldn't, depending on if she would just, like, have me killed afterward. But Right. I guess it would depend on what would be the fallout from you going against her? Yeah. So they're going for Henry and uh, mm -hmm. I guess we should, we should actually, um, uh, so yeah. So, so uh, Mando and, and Grogu uh, <laughs> fine, <laughs> get ambushed. And mm -hmm. I thought that it would be like a whole city government attacking them. You know, I, I, right. I figured that that was what it would be, but it, it's just like three guys. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by how few it was. Yeah, and so he just like takes him out. Mm -hmm. Um, she ends up like she could have killed the guy. She doesn't quite, but you know she shoots him. Uh, what did you think of the scene where he's like he sees the gun in her hands? He just takes it from her, sends her out, and then he's like clearly gonna kill the guy. Like, what did you think of that? And the guy's like, no, 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 don't kill me, please. I want to go see my mom. And like mm -hmm. what? What were your, what was going through your mind that whole like there's it's very there's a lot of emotions there. Um so first like you can tell that she's looking at that he's looking at her when she's got the gun. Mhm. Mm in a like where the hell did you get that gun? Like and why didn't I know you have it and why do you have it and 
Like, why have you betrayed me almost? Yeah, it was just a very like. I don't want to say he looked disappointed at her, but I think he was just more like astonished that she had it and he didn't know that she had it. That's how it kind of came across. Um, and and then you have like this moment where exactly where you said where she he takes it from her and sends her away and it's it's almost very fatherly like where he's like i don't want you to see this mm-hmm. um almost like he's protecting her in a way from it and also not letting her be the one to do it that he's going to be the one that does it um but given what we have been learning about joel so far in the show i don't think anyone should be necessarily be surprised that he would do that in terms of like by that i mean i don't think anyone should be surprised that he would kill that guy no i i mean i've said it before of i i and it, it makes me always question if i'm like a, a terrible person but i I, I get that that really that resonates with me. I'm like someone someone tried to murder me, mm-hmm. and whereas I don't know that I'm the guy who should determine whether they like whether they lose their life for that. Right. At the same time, I I think that I'm pragmatic enough too. I have that in me that like I I just don't think that that guy would have survived if I was in a similar situation. I I think I just. Whether or not I had the balls to just kill someone in cold blood is another question, but it just, it just makes too much sense to be like, no, like this guy tried to murder you mm-hmm. just to take your stuff. Well, and I also think that Joel knows they're in an area that there are clearly more of them. Like those aren't the only guys and they don't know how to get out of there safely. They don't know what buildings they can go to. So right. let's say he doesn't kill him i think he knows there's a very good chance that that guy could go and get more of his buddies and go back and try and find them and kill them again or try to kill them again yeah i i just think it makes too much sense like just just take care of your business it's ugly sure Mm -hmm. i I don't don't love don't love how ugly it is but you know like who's who's he needs to be loyal to himself and to and uh, the people he's with i i don't know I, it wasn't it was just interesting that he sent her away first he's like no I, you don't know you're too young to you know yeah. i don't want you to have to deal with this it is a very um but this does just highlight that it is a very like every man for himself kind of thing mm-hmm. and he knows that but at the same time he's going to protect ellie yeah so yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and they're hiding in the city and they're just trying to make their way out without getting caught by any hunters. Yeah. Um, so how, how well did this parallel the game? Like, what did, did the game do this? Um, I can't remember if you were in a... I think you were in a city... I know in the game you are um, trying to, like, fight your way out of a group of of hunters, of people that are hunting you down. So I'm pretty sure it's in the city. Um, And it does end in a similar fashion where you end up getting caught, so to speak, by two people. 
Okay, and and are those two people Sam and Henry? Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Like I, I I liked that they they had all the drawings of like the Superman stuff in the room that we saw in one scene, yeah. and then the little kid or the kid has you know has the same like red like glasses drawn on him kind of yeah yeah he does so uh they they are they are in the game um they're pretty important i would say okay i mean they'll probably just die because that's how this this show has been going (laughs) everyone just dies oh man um but yeah it's a i think we're in a good zone i think like I'm very, I'm very excited to see what they do with the rest of the season after this one. And, and it doesn't, even the stuff that they've been, I feel like the stuff that they've been straying away from in terms of the game, um, whether they're adding characters or adding the backstory and stuff like that, it feels, it doesn't feel nonsensy. It feels like it's been very like good for the story. Yeah, I mean, there's substance behind it all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So, cool. Right. So, um, I guess we only have, like, five episodes left of it, right? Because there's nine. Yeah. Yeah, so this was, in a way, it was kind of kind of the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of sad. I guess, I mean, the good news is, is we go from one Pedro Pascal show to the next. Yeah. We'll just, uh, maybe he'll have another one after that, after Mando. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what he does. Um, Cool. What do you, do you have any, like, hopes for the next episode, or are you just kind of along for the ride? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm more just along for the ride. I, it, it seems like, they gave a little preview of you know a bunch of the a bunch of the infected are you know going to be attacking and stuff. It it's kind of seems like I I mean there, so there's this whole thing of it, it really feels like they are it seems like they overthrew Fedra mm-hmm. and are now as bad as Fedra or worse. Right frankly like they they're like oh man those asshole fedra guys we're not gonna be like them we're just gonna kill people indiscriminately and do whatever we want right so i guess we are gonna be like them but we won't acknowledge it so uh in a way i'm wondering if that's gonna be like a cautionary tale of like well at least if you were with fedra the, those infected wouldn't have really overrun the place like you would have been safe with fedra mm. you know I, I don't know. They, like I, it seems like St. Louis. The people of St. Louis are are they're going to be in in some pretty hot water here pretty soon. It'll be interesting to see what all happens. And my guess is that that Pedro Pascal and company mm-hmm. will just be like, "All right, thanks for the distraction. Infected, like we're out." Yeah, tough shit to the people of St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, you know who knows otherwise yeah i i'll be very interested to see what his reunion with his brother is going to be like mm-hmm. and i liked how he kind of gave the a little bit more of a little bit more backstory on his brother as well yeah 
fleshing out some more details, which is yeah. kind of great actually for this whole like driving across the country kind of thing. You have these moments where they are in the car and you can add some more details that way that, and show at the same time that time is passing mm-hmm. and that they're traveling and moving across and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet. Any other thoughts? I think that's it. I think we covered it all. I, I think so. Every single part. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you want to talk about Bad Batch quickly? We There are several episodes. Uh, I don't know how we are looking at it on time. Uh, we're about an hour in. So, your call. Um... We should probably talk about it a little bit at least. We can give the <laughs> We could try to keep it to like twenty minutes or so. Yeah. I feel like episodes five and six don't need to... I mean, we can ad- address them, but I feel like they are not as vital as of yet than seven and eight. Right. I think we already talked about five, didn't we? Mm. oh no no we no. had we hadn't attacked yeah because we we'd already we had missed a week mm-hmm. and then we didn't talk about them the next week and then we got two more the next week okay yeah because i was super confused that we had two this week yeah so one of them was the treasure hunter one right right which i, I thought all right so what do you think of that one I, i'm gonna i'm trying to pull up disney plus my keyboard's not working Oh, so that we can have the synopsis synopsis. Yeah. Um I thought it was okay. It felt like it felt like your typical the squad is going on a mission episode. Yeah, I would say it's about as filler as possible. That was the most filler episode so far. Yeah. They're just they're on a mission and treasure hunting and then that's it and then the the next episode it doesn't even really um it it, like that episode entirely was like a standalone thing like you could just pop it out or pop it in as you saw fit (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) but um yeah like so it's called entombed and uh the, the the little synopsis is the batch searches for an ancient treasure that stirs up a shocking surprise mm-hmm. uh, so i'll just say my favorite part of this episode not, not that any of it was really that great the thing that i really liked about it though was the idea of <clears throat> technology that predated the republic now remember mm-hmm. uh old ben at some point said for a thousand generations mm-hmm. The Jedi were, you know, the guardians of of you know peace and justice in the you know in the old Rep- or in the Republic or whatever. Right. Like the the Republic had been around for a thousand generations, like thirty thousand years or something like that, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah, it, it's a crazy. It's like a mind numbing amount of time. Yeah, really, if you think about it, like if you think two thousand years ago people were killing jesus right kind of thing you know like like nailing him to you know some wood and you know like the romans were around and doing their stuff and then 2000 years before that it, it was just like 
but like four thousand years ago, and we were, you know, in the sticks. Like we had, yeah, there was society, but not much. And if you go ten thousand years ago, there there was like almost like humanity was was just not much right. at all. And then if you think ten thousand, like thirty thousand years ago, they still had the level of technology that they had. Right. Uh, you know that that predated the old republic like it, it was just a cool thing like just just the scope of how old this the the galaxy is you kind of lose track of that when you think about the timeline of just all right first there was the clone wars and mm-hmm. the, or for you know like first there was like i guess the republic before the clone wars with the trade federation and then and then the clone wars and then the rebellion and then the nonsense with ray mm-hmm. and palpatine's you know heritage and like that that's all just like so small compared to the greater scope of a universe. Well, and when you when you look at it like that too, it doesn't feel like it it is much much smaller, of course, but you're also not recognizing how many years are necessarily packed into that. You're just like, okay, you have this era and this era and this era. Mhm. Um but if no one specifically says like this was a 1000 year period or however long x amount of time um it's almost like one after the other and it's very easy to condense it time wise right at least mentally um mm-hmm. so yeah like when you're saying that they were doing that for a thousand generations Right. Well, and I don't know if they've like kind of decided to retcon that just a little bit and mm-hmm. make the Republic age a little less mind-numbingly crazy long. But uh, one way or another, I mean, I, like what I know it's Legends now, but like the Knights of the Old Republic game uh, was was set like five thousand years uh, before the main Star Wars timeline. Right. And, you know, they're like, well, we, and I remember the developers talking about it or the people who were producing it, whatever they were like, well, we fit, we wanted to have like a similar level of technology and things haven't really changed like that crazy much over the 5,000 years, you know? So, so like, you know, Jedi Revan and, uh, you know, the Ebon Hawk, all, all that stuff happened like 5,000 years before the main storyline. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I, I love, I love the idea of the scope of that. And that that's one of the reasons why the the idea of the um the high republic or whatever mm-hmm. in this in the current star you know like there's all the different high republic books that are coming out and then uh the book or the the show what's it called now i forget first oh, having gosh. a brain fart the, it's supposed to come out this uh acolyte right okay yep yeah and it happens 200 years before or 100 years whatever it is uh before the events of the movies and I just really hope that they keep expanding mm-hmm. that. Like they they keep aging the universe and expand. Like I don't care what happens after Ray. I have true. I'm just like just screw it. Like that Star Wars ends then. Let's explore what happened before to get here. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So you have this, I guess, pure filler episode though. You're right. Uh, which I still have like a million things to talk about because it's Star Wars. <laughs> um, okay, so then the next episode is episode six. What was that one called? Mm-hmm. Tribe. Uh, the Bad Batch helps bring a new friend home. Mm-hmm. So this is the one with 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 Gungi. 
Gun- yeah. Gungi, Gungi. Gun- yeah, I guess I'll call him Gungi. I think that's what they said. I can't remember if it was Gungi or Gungi. I think it's Gungi. The Wookiee. So uh, I'm just, just going to say it's fascinating to me. I, I don't know how it works. And, and I'm fine with this. This isn't like uh, me trying to find a plot hole. But mm-hmm. uh, they're like, hey, so what's your name? And so he, you know, does his whole thing. Yeah. And, and from that, Hunter, who's kind <laughs> of rusty in Shriwook, speaking the Wookiee language, is able to take a name that's pronounceable by humans right. out of it. It's like, I think it's Gungi. And I'm like, you got that from... <laughs> yes. Like, I, I don't... It it doesn't make... Like, you would think that his name would still just be like a bunch of... And you couldn't really say the human version of it in Shrywook so that someone else can, like, interpret it into... It's it's very... I don't know. I I'm not I'm not a linguist. But it seems it seems seems like that would be very challenging to be able to do, especially for someone who's like, I don't know, I'm a, I don't know about this thing. Right, because he's time. he's rough in it. So yeah, it, it seems like it would be almost impossible for anyone to take that to be able to do that. But uh, whatever, that's fairly small. It's a small detail. small gripe. Not even a gripe. It, it was just fascinating to think about the the linguistic challenges that the you know various species might have mm-hmm. trying to communicate with each other in this universe. That's a good point. Um I do enjoy though seeing that like Hunter is like sort of the translator of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and and of course Tech. Right. Oh and I, I just have to say that for the last episode I did like the tech was unable to crack the technology code. Like it was so <laughs> old that even tech couldn't do it. Which is, it's it's kind of cool though that 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 they did that. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and there's there is a limit to Tech's OPness. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh gosh, that sounded. Yeah, I shouldn't say those that combination of words ever again. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So I I this one was funny to me because. I love that the Bad Batch are just willing to, they they put so much emphasis on doing what's right. Yep. That they're on a job for Sid. I know. And, like, this could probably screw up her business dealings with the weird droid group. Mm -hmm. I forget what they're called. This is probably, they're they're a bunch of L3 droids. Did you notice that? Like, from, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, they're, but... I don't even know who leads. I don't know anything about that group. Maybe they actually exist in the canon. I I don't personally know. Right. But it seems like they could have re- really royally screwed Sid. Right. And her her business dealings with those guys. I I feel like they don't care if they do. But well, they gave no thought to it. Yeah. At all. They're like, hey, we need help. Oh, someone's in trouble. Yeah, we'll help them. Like, screw you guys. Yeah, I feel like they just go from one thing to the next based off who needs them and if it burns somebody then sorry but this person needed them so right Uh, like what what kind of fallout i wonder if sid just kind of sees that as part of the business cost of have employing them of sometimes their conscience is going to get in the way of good business right and like she might get burned 
but it, it, typically they're so successful that and good at what they do and so mm-hmm. competent that she still makes a profit she just it's, it's a little less predictable for her she's like uh i don't know i might might, might take a loss on this one right um but i i really enjoyed this episode though this wookie episode Oh, me too. Uh, you know, like Gungi, he could have died in Order 66. No one would have really batted an eye. I mean, no one did, right. really. Uh, my, my sons and I, we had a talk that we, they wanted me to pause it so we could talk talk it through because they wanted to figure out if he was still a youngling or a Padawan or a Jedi. Ah, and what did, what did we decide on? Okay, so he, he's a youngling in the uh, episode the clone wars episode that he was in right back when he was like ahsoka was kind of escorting them to the the place to get to get their kyber crystals yep and then they're building their lightsabers when hondo onaka comes and kidnaps them or tries to kidnap them Mm -hmm. and so after that i mean this this is it during the clone wars though like the clone wars are going on as this is all happening mm-hmm. so it's not that far away from order 66 and the the thought though was if they were if he was still a youngling when order 66 happened he would probably be on coruscant and therefore most likely have gotten the axe right okay but he, so he's probably a Padawan with his master and his master, like Corin, my my youngest. He he's like, oh, so he's probably with his master, and his master was able to save him, like distract the clones and buy him the time so he could escape. Mm. And he made up a whole story, kind of. Yeah. And it, it was just fun to see like the the wheels turning mm-hmm. in his head, like trying to figure out the story. So. So that that was our guess was he was a Padawan when it happened. Okay, I like it. It's all very logical. That's uh, that's us, man. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, I mean, I I like this episode too because you know you like the attention to detail in The Last of Us. There, mm-hmm. I also uh, like. I love that he's like. I don't even know what what hometown I have. Like I don't I don't know who my people are because. And then you're like, oh, because you were like one when they shipped you off, or however yeah. old they are. So he has no recollection of anything. Right, which calls in a question. Then he he like shows up on Kashyyyk mm-hmm. and instantly he has some kind of connection to the creatures and he's like oh they won't mess with us unless we threaten them like he just knows instinctively right which is because he wasn't he wasn't taught that by other wookies because he wasn't taught anything by other wookies really right because like you said he he's gone off when he's one yeah um which is kind of it's kind of nice to see that though it it ties into like knowing your own species and having that um or your tribe, like like the episode's called, and having that kind of, it's almost like a sixth a sixth sense. Yeah. So, but I liked it. There, you had some some stormtrooper action. You had some, you know, action sequences and fighting and all that. I really enjoy getting to see him pop his lightsaber and. Yeah. It's just nice little. 
it didn't feel fillery when I was watching it, but when I look at it, I'm like, probably maybe a little bit. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing you don't mind because it really, it, like, it boosts the. Whereas, like, the weird, like, exploring old alien technology and stuff, like, right. who, what, what bearing does that have on anything at all? Uh, but this one, it shows, you know, what just another little glimpse of what ha what's happening with Jedi and mm -hmm. a character that we, we see. And then there's also a glimpse at the canon of uh, the. I've always been curious about this. You know, the the old canon said that the Trandoshans had enslaved the Wookiees. Right. But in the new canon, they basically have just said that the Empire enslaved them. Right. At which which just left this weird, like, what what what's going on with the Trandoshans? Like, why are they actually involved? Is that that they just totally retcon that? That's just not a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to see the Trandoshans doing their thing. Not not that I love enslaving wookies or whatever mm -hmm. just just nice to see that they kind of were able to tie that old legends yeah arc to it so and bring it in i will say i also enjoyed in this episode like he's not immediately grateful that they're saving him or helping him or or, or whatever right. like he's not trusting of them because he saw order 66 happen and he's like these are clones and they like mm -hmm. I don't want anything to do with you. And it's it's a nice, um, not a nice way, but it is a nice way of kind of tying those two points of t in time together and how it creates this effect now. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I liked how understanding Hunter and the rest of them were. They're like, yeah, we get it, man. Like, we're, we're not here to kill you, but we get why you'd be scared. Right. Why you why you'd be frightened of us. I, I do want to also point out the difference between so in the treasure hunting episode, mm -hmm. Hunter the whole time is like, I let's not let's 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 leave. Why why are we here? This is there's no point. Why are we here? Why are we here? Right. He doesn't care about that enrichment. He cares about doing what's right because this one, there's no thought to it. He's like, Yeah, we're gonna take him to his planet. Okay, we're gonna help him. Right. Like find his people. Like yeah, like no question. Just absolutely this is helping a person as opposed to like self-enrichment who cares right it kind of uh highlights where his moral compass goes a lot yeah it's nice <laughs> I, I i mean it also goes back to the fact of like they're they are morally boring right like that you know they're gonna just be good guys there there's not really something that's gonna happen that makes them into bad guys somehow right there so yeah I, I like this episode mm -hmm. and i i hope we get gungi in galaxy of heroes me too i would really enjoy that yeah i could do the chic mission easier yes please um okay so then we got two episodes this week right yeah which i wasn't expecting but yeah i was a surprise i was not expecting it i'm assuming they did it because they kind of like they tied together and this sort of felt like a mid-season finale, right? Well, they they called it that actually early early on. Like I mm -hmm. I knew about the I knew they were going to do a mid-season finale like mm -hmm. when the show started. I didn't I didn't necessarily think that they would do two episodes in the same right. day release, but but 
I mean, I was good with it. So the first one's called The Clone Conspiracy. Mm -hmm. A conspiracy begins to unravel. And then episode eight was called Truth and Consequences. Brought into a risky mission, the Batch must use stealth to survive, which is like, not, I don't know, it's just funny. That doesn't really capture what happens very well, but. No, no. <laughs> um, gosh, there's a lot, lot about, lot about this episode. Um, yeah, lots about this episode. What, what were your thoughts? Um, I really liked these two because. So it really did feel like kind of one episode to me. Like when I watched it, they mm -hmm. just sort of sure. went one went right into the next. Um, Absolutely. And I I liked it because it felt like it brought everything full circle from Order sixty six. Like you see how it all starts. You see that they're not the Bad Batch squads not affected with Order sixty six, um, other than Crosshair. But like you see that they uh are defective quote unquote or whatever you want to call them and this mm -hmm. just sort of felt like it was a full circle moment like you're following them from when that happens and now you're meeting back up with the person who started it and how mm -hmm. how he's trying to manipulate the situation in his favor yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing to think that he doesn't have absolute power yet either. Yeah, that he hasn't. That's a good point because he still looks evil. Well, sure. I mean, he's still got like absolute power in the sense that, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, like just he's got his force power, but mm -hmm. just the idea, just the idea that he is still beholden, at least on some level, to the Senate right like the senate has to make decision and but but he's still playing his games of you know just just uh, uh you know obfuscating what he needs to and you know tricking people into doing what he wants mm -hmm. he's always and he doesn't have he doesn't have like a bunch of really you know the senators aren't really working together that well either no you can kind of see like all these cracks forming um which i think is good in a way because then you can see how he how palpatine manages to get this power right because like you said he's still right. playing into the senate but if you have senators not working together you're going to be able to manipulate that in your favor yeah i mean it made it made it really made me think of uh just just you know like in the clone wars there were a ton of episodes where padme worked with her friends her senator friends to to you know to do things, uh, you know, to to keep the power, his power in check and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they had kind of a coalition going in that that's kind of seems a little bit rare. Like Bail Organa goes and talks to Senator Chuchi and it's it's like they used to kind of be friends and they, they still are friendly toward each other, but they clearly haven't been talking to each other that much lately. Right. Everything seems a little bit... Um... Feel weird using the word tense but yeah the it's it's just uh it's a tricky situation to navigate for everyone i think and i i like i like to see senator chuchi though because she was an important part of the clone wars mm -hmm. and you know she was able to 
I, I had always wondered about her, about you know what what had happened to her, and I was I. Here's what I thought going into this episode. I thought this was going to be another episode of you know like the arc, the clone arc with fives and how mm-hmm. his chip is malfunctioning, and so they spend the the whole time like tracking him down and finally killing him. Yeah. Before he's able to tell everyone the evils of the chip, right. the Order sixty six chip, mm-hmm. the inhibitor chip, and. Uh, I thought this was going to be another episode of that, of like clones just slowly getting hunted down by oh. Rampart until they couldn't tell the story. And I was glad that it went a little different. That was, I am too, because that was a sad episode in Clone Wars. So sad. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it reminded me there there was like this, there's like a book called like what, Shadow Hunter or something about <laughs> Maul. Maul goes and kills uh, a Jedi, but he didn't realize that his Padawan was there too. Mm-hmm. So he spends the whole episode, we spend the whole episode with the Padawan of her just slowly being hunted down by Maul. And finally, she escapes, she gets to Coruscant, and Palpatine comes in, and he's like, oh, you're a hero, my dear, wonderful, like, congratulations. And she's like, why isn't there anyone else here? And then he leaves, and Maul comes in and kills her. Oh, and it's just like, oh, I'm sorry if I ruined that book for anyone, but it's been out for like 30 years. So. <laughs> oh, that is just sad. I know. I, like, I, I hate that. Like, you get hunted the whole time and then the person you've been rooting for and everything triumphs, mm-hmm. but they don't because Maul's the main character, actually, and he wins. Man. Yeah. But it didn't happen this episode. No. Apparently not. Um. Yeah. So they, and it looks like too that they're trying to, uh, because the clones are now starting to realize that their their chips are what's they're fighting for the wrong side, kind of thing. Um. Yeah. They're gonna introduce or try to introduce stormtroopers and switch from clone troopers to stormtroopers and. Yeah, the inevitable swap. Yeah. Which I feel like makes sense and it's a nice little way to tie that together. Yeah, so one thing I didn't realize actually was that Rampart had told everyone that it was uh, just a storm that killed everyone on Kamino. Mm-hmm. I, I, he, I thought that it was just an official action by the Empire and then they just didn't tell anyone exactly what happened, but... Uh, instead, yeah, like a, apparently he's just trying to just totally obfuscate what happened. Yeah. Wipe his hands of it and carry on. Yeah, yeah, just trying to to garner his, you know, consolidate his power and all of that stuff. And uh, you know, so he's he he has a sniper guy, and it's not it's not crosshair like where is crosshair I, we've right? seen him one ep- one episode and that was a while ago wasn't it it was like episode two or three yeah like the third one i think so we're due for some crosshair where's crosshair is he okay i don't know who knows at this point well it kind of made us think for a little bit that maybe he was the sniper but he wasn't no um I also really enjoyed that they had Rex come in here. Mm-hmm. And he was hanging out in the Martez sisters' 
yeah uh, shop we didn't have to see the martez sisters we just got to see their shop which is the best version of them <laughs> tell us how you really feel i just did <laughs> uh, so no it, it was that was cool um yeah it, it's uh I just I liked seeing Senator Chuchi. I was sad to see. I, I thought they were, they were going to kill her off. I was glad they didn't. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a relief so far. I mean, the these two episodes just kind of tied. They tied the both of them were obviously tied together. They tied everything back to the start and also what's going on now, how Palpatine wants to move forward, what's going on with the clones. Like there was just so much. And then I feel like it, it was the perfect way to do a mid-season finale because you know there's more coming and it didn't end on a crazy cliffhanger per se. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it really just felt like a really... It, it almost was like the season kind of like was going up and then you get a little bit of a plateau, which is fine. And then this is the next uptick starting. Right. I, I will say I was sad to see the Echo is leaving to hang yeah. out with to hang out with Rex. Even though I, I like Rex well enough and everything. Um, it is sad. Yeah. And, and it's... Yeah. Don't leave. Don't I... leave me. I was watching that and I immediately started thinking about how you and I were talking about which clone would you remove from the squad if you had to pick one. And right. it's just sad that one of them is actually being removed from the squad now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He is. He's he's kind of redundant with with uh tech anyways. He's like But still I have a I have a droid hand. <laughs> I have a droid hand. But it's still sad absolutely it is it is sad and i don't know where they're gonna go with this yeah frankly. I, i'm curious like what happens do we does he just go off and then we see the rest of the squad do whatever does crosshair meet up with the rest of the squad now and there's an open spot for him and then we don't see echo anymore like yeah i, I want to know what happens with rex because right now he's opposing the empire right Eventually, he he gives that up to go Jupa slinging on some random backwater planet, mm -hmm. and he just turns into old man Rex. He doesn't. He's not old right now. Yeah, but it's not that far away. Like it's a, it's like a decade away from you know from then to now, whatever. So you know, they then they all age a little faster mm -hmm. and everything, of course, but. I want to know what broke him. Why Why does he not want to help the Rebellion anymore? At some point, he just gives it up. And in the interim, what happens to Echo? Right. Which makes me think that something bad is going to happen. Yeah, I think, I think Echo is not long for this world, which makes me real sad. Well, I don't want to think about that. Okay, then don't. Because I, I am of the same thinking, and I don't like it. Hmm. Because I could see that being what breaks Rex as well. Oh, okay. All right. 
Uh, he sees he sees it like Bail Organa as just another manipulator or something. Yeah, I don't like, know. It's just. I guess it would depend on how it happened. If it were to happen. Yeah, the, uh, we'll have to see. I, I thought I honestly I thought that Rampart was gonna die in the the finale finale, mm-hmm. but it it looks like he's he's done. So they're gonna have to find a new bad guy. Yeah, the second half. Would it would it be Palpatine? Would you just con- continue that? It was fun to see Palpatine, to be honest. It was. See, see him working it, you know, and using Masamita to mm-hmm. to help him pull the strings and stuff. It was it's kind of fun, fun to see that. Yeah. So. But I, I mean, Palpatine—they can't—they can't have him in every episode. No, 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 no. I don't think so either. But I, I don't know what you would do next for the next bad guy. Yeah, I, I, I truly don't know what, what's going to happen with, uh, hmm, just trying to think of, I mean, I mean, so Rampart kind of came, came to power a little early. Like uh, Tarkin's already very influential though. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if Tarkin becomes kind of their, I don't know, like, I, what what is going to happen next? Because Echo's going to join Rex, mm-hmm. and presumably we're going to get more material from them. What's going to happen with Cody? What's going to happen with all of the different right. clones? I, I wonder if the rest of this season is going to be about the clones, actually. The the in general clones, the, being, the clones who are being phased out. Right, so not necessarily like the Bad Batch squad, but the other ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Well, and the Bad Batch, like, trying to help them in some way. Yeah. Um, Man, I just don't know what to expect. But I have a feeling that... I have a feeling I might cry at the end of the season. Okay. Well, feel free. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be sad. Very well, then. Um, Yeah, so... I mean, Omega already cried. Yes. It was funny. My oldest son actually, he was like, oh, I wonder if it's the same actor doing Senator Chuchi's voice as Omega's voice. Oh, is it? Did you? Uh, I don't think. I, I doubt it. No, we didn't look it up. But it it was just a funny observation. He's like, and they actually look really similar. And they're actually, if you look closely, they do look pretty, pretty similar <laughs> as well. That's kind of funny. Oh, it made me so nervous when, when uh, Omega was just hanging out with with Chuchi in the Senate halls, and they mm-hmm. ran into Rampart. I was yeah. like, Rampart's Rampart knows Omega, like he knows who she is. Mm-hmm. It was. He just didn't notice. She got lucky, I guess, or you know, the kid, the grownups just don't notice it, kids or something, or that. But yeah, I just I was like, "Why are you doing? Why are you putting yourselves at risk? Like this is crazy." Oh man. Yeah. No. No. It it was a good. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was a good good little mid season finale. That hope we we get another. They don't take like a break, right? Like it just continues next week. As far as I know, yeah. Okay. Because usually, like, when they do mid-season finales, there's, like, a little break. 
So there was there was a small part of me that was happening that that I thought <sighs> at the end. So she just like plays the disc. She just trusts that they sent in the right the right information. Mm-hmm. There, there's like some part of me that wanted it to be just like some random sitcom that someone had recorded or something. Like they just stole the wrong data mm-hmm. or something. And, and it's just like, oh, Senator Chuchi, what's wrong with you? You're just expecting or you're hoping for a curveball. I didn't really want that. You know, you wanted, I wanted it to be that. I just, there's, there's some part of me, uh, you know, or just like, you know, homemade porn would have been funny. You know, like, I know that that wouldn't have been a thing, but I just like, like some random, she just trusts them so, so, so readily. She just like, oh, here's the disc. Let's plug it in so everyone in the Senate can watch it mm-hmm. without me actually screening to see if it's something I want to show everyone. Right. Just trusting that you can. Yeah. Just anyways. That's all. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, we, we talked for a lot longer about this than I thought. Sorry. No, you're you're good. Um I guess that's it though. Like that that's the mid season thing and we'll just see what the rest of the season has to offer. Another eight episodes. Another eight, yep. Um so we'll have a little bit of overlap between Bad Batch and Mando mm-hmm. and Last of Us. Right, right. Because I think The Last of Us will probably be on like episode seven or eight when Mando starts. Something like that. Sure. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we could map it out even. <clears throat> Requires a lot of work and brain. So power. let's see. February tenth is Last of Us. Yeah. Five. Seventeenth is Last of Us. Six. Twenty fourth is Last of Us. Seven. Right. Or I guess I'm I'm going on Fridays. The the twenty sixth oh. would be Last of Us seven. Uh, so that and then a couple days later it would be Mando mm-hmm. episode one. Yeah, so there, there's like three weeks of it. Yeah, of overlap of overlap. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. No, it's manageable. Mando would well, it didn't quite work. No, nice try. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Narrator, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I think that's it. It's a, it's a... Both good shows. Good times. Good shows. Okay. So we'll do we'll do some more next week. Sounds good. Um yeah. See you guys next week. <laughs>